Hello everyone. Okay, let's play with this big ass topic. Because it's been a series of revelations, a series of realizations after some research. Um, I already had a bit of a blog little skit on the aspect of the Akashic Records on TikTok, so you can check it out, DeromHQ underscore T-I-K. And through that, you know, just explanation and further realizations, further experimenting with it, it's as if like more pieces of the puzzle gets found. And I know it's a bit of an infinite puzzle in a sense. It's just so much fun to grow in that aspect of understanding and then being able to share it. So what I'm referring to is a bit further of an understanding of God, the entity, source, the universe, uh, whatever name we want to call it. We've already established on this podcast and various other material that the world's been saying and working with the same energy, just different words and different interpretations. And connecting the dots eventually gets us a bigger understanding instead of dogmatically sticking to one side or another side or another side. So through that, I took back uh, my learnings of Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural. So getting deeper, uh, again, a refresher on quantum physics from that perspective. And now I'm currently tackling on Autobiography of a Yogi by uh, Yogananda, which I had stopped earlier on while I was still doing game testing. And now going back through it, getting the Eastern experience after going through the Western experience, and both are live experience. It's not a someone else, a third party that's saying, oh, this is what happened to this saint, or this is what happened to this person. No, this is like personal experiences being explained and after you know i'm still halfway through it i think chapter 22 you can even find it online those are fantastic fantastic resources i put that in my quintuplet of books to recheck every year because of deepening understanding to it um, along with the gospel of thomas when the band Band gospel because quantum physics 2000 years prior uh, of course the church doesn't want you to learn that so it, you know my feelings on the church uh the broad church not every every uh, instances because there are differences there are evolving ones um so gospel of thomas the other one is the forbidden female speaks channelings of mary magdalene uh, balances the masculine and feminine energy very 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 interesting material um, to check out so those are quintuplets in a sense i would even add um actually to piggyback off these i would add the raw material and quote channelings i would add i would add abraham hicks material i would also add aaron abke on youtube Dante Starshine on YouTube. I would also add Ava Manifests, uh, just for a much more, and again, when I add these last three, it's a younger take on uh, 
it's kind of like it's a younger take it's a younger generation tapping into this and talking about their own experience and channeling experiences through them same kind of goes for Bentinho Masaro and Bashar so with that played with and not dogmatically followed just basically played going from one material to another looking at the interconnections having my own experience based off these and then uh you know next tutorial in a sense or next mission or next stage so it's uh, to playfully tackle those on i kind of see them like a video game next stage next stage what's the next stage what have i learned from this what are my reward <laughs> rewards quote unquote from this uh like new skills new abilities new understandings which always piggyback off each other so here comes the aspect and uh further understanding of god that started kicking in from the quantum physical level we're all the same substance we're all the same material we go past the atom and it all goes into vibrations different densities we can also see that thoughts interconnected thoughts because again it is a you could say higher frequency of vibration it's it can't be seen so just like wi-fi just like bluetooth we're using it but we can't see it those we've channeled, we've harnessed, but thoughts and their impact on the electromagnetic field, their pulsation, their add to the electromagnetic field, that we can't see. We can kind of measure it though, which is cool. And uh, you can also sense it when you get into a room full of people that are meditating or have a certain uh, mood to them you you'll feel it it's kind of like feeling a person that's in a terrible mood going into a room of high spirited mood you'll feel that person's negative mood you'll feel their hum um you could say you'll feel it and you'll see it you know it's a it's a bit more obvious and it's a bit more measurable if you pay attention to the room if you just stay on your phone GG, you're fucked. <laughs> in, a, in a playful way. Of course, you can always balance that back. But it's just to bring the aspect that distraction lowers in... Or it doesn't lower, but it prevents you from paying attention to these subtle things. Which, which no longer becomes subtle as you pay attention to it. Because your awareness, your mindfulness ability, your skill to perceive grows every time you practice so that's why i kind of say just a shock value if you're paying attention to your phone or you're getting distraction continuously gg your game is over on that way but you'll always be able to build it back and then to build it even further so now in regards um so the electromagnetic field us vibration always interconnected now you go back to the metaphysical understanding of it or the even the ancient text and it is said that god is within everyone and is on the technicality everyone so you can see how two and two connects together right now go back to the point where you were born did you have any kind of thoughts associations to thought words of course not you didn't have words thus you didn't have definitions you didn't have definitions, thus you didn't have logic. You didn't have logic, thus you didn't have any emotional attachment to these words or any emotional reactions to these words. 
So you started out from that pure state, a bit like the whole Adam and Eve aspect. Then you get trusted into definitions and side-taking by your environment and your media and all that stuff. So this is where duality begins to happen. You've taken the apple of knowledge uh, in a sense. And this kind of splits you off from both yourself and the rest of the world because there is a you and then there is a rest of the world. Even the language that we practice uh, kind of puts us in an aspect of division. And it is tricky, of course, like I always say, tap into the extremes, but balance it. Understand and play with the aspect of meditation in a world without wor words or even going back to your early years and experiencing that, you it's kind of like doing the caveman experiment as well, too, in a sense. And then see the difference that happens in your mood, in your perceptions, in your tonality, in your overall being when you start adding words, definitions, and concepts, the separation of it all. And it's quite a fascinating shift Again, look at what those, let's say, 5 to 10 minutes are, if you're able to pull it off to that point. Don't force yourself, okay? Versus going back 5 to 10 minutes with words and separation and division, and you'll feel it. There's a quite a shift. There's less attention, mindfulness perceived on the environment. There's a bit more going on with uh, the internal dialogue within and the separations that it brings. So it's quite funky when you realize that. And it's quite funky that when you notice that most run under most. Well, yeah, most, in a sense. Those uh, still playing with uh, media, in a sense. Uh, they run in this duality and this divisive aspect. And it's not a cautious choice. It is just what has been experienced with society through this coming up this growing up, this um, the initial environment's indoctrination without necessarily understanding this. And we are a growing mass getting to this point of understanding, whether it's naturally, whether it's through research, whether it is through interaction with many that are at that point. So it is a momentum uh, that's picking up. It's kind of like a domino effect. So a momentum of a domino effect per se when you pay attention to it. Again, if your phone's distracting you, GG, <laughs> that game is done. Uh, and then whatever keeps going, keeps going, per se. Or you're not fully tapping into your true potential. And it's not something to force yourself into. It's just something that happens naturally when you begin to pay attention to it. So from both the metaphysical angle and the scientific angle, we are perceiving and understanding this aspect of what God, universe, source is, and as well as being it. Um, this is so freaking funky because it's like, oh, that explains why if you think negatively of a person or yourself, you will feel the same heart re or a variation of the same heart reaction that is a warning. It is a guidance compass. I love how Abraham Hicks says that the heart reaction is a guidance compass because it is. Um, you do get to see that 
and you can even see it from a logical base. If you're thinking negatively of someone, it is still something that is in your subconscious. Thus, it is still your own subconscious, your own, uh, you could say, toolbox projecting. Thus, that's why it kind of immediately comes back. You're the one with the terminology, even though you picked it up from the exterior. Don't worry about that. Again, this is not condemning, seeing this in a condemning way. But it is still your own toolbox acting against you. You are the one projecting that feeling and thought. Thus, in the moment, you're feeling it, which is the first strike. And then as you're thinking it, you're adding it to your electromagnetic field, your aura, your buff zone, in a sense, kind of like a video game. Thus, you're uh, setting it up for to attract more of it. And this is where um, it kind of gets in at your disadvantage. Because when you don't know, and let's say you get into gossip and drama, you won't necessarily understand why you're getting bad luck and you're getting repeated events. Yet, this is, uh, you know, efficiently what happens. So... Not to say, and again, this is not in a condemning way because you never chose that. You were never properly told what would come back when you send it out. So oftentimes we go out there without a uh, without conscious acting, thinking, and saying. So when this shifts, this will. It, it's like life becomes a lot more um, enjoyable, in control fluid, flowing, in union, in unity. And I also understand from that that you can also connect that to the concept of karma. It's not the finger-slapping aspect that was previously said from religious church or certain um, prior generations of yogi. Way, way, way prior. Not early 19th century, but there are still certain disciplines that bring the finger-slapping aspect of karma, and it's not that. It's basically... Well, okay, I'll bring my interpretation of it, because that would be a bit more... Uh, that would be a bit arrogant to say, this is the absolute definition of it. But from my personal experience, it's what's in your field, what you set out in your field. And oftentimes, your field is not something that you consciously choose, so it would be a bit unfair to kind of go finger-slapping all the time, for something that, for a process that you didn't necessarily know. Um, oftentimes when it came to religion, it, prior religion, prior methods of religion, to a certain degree, they would indoctrinate you to act a certain way, which they did not bring, let's say, a, um, a logical understanding of it, it was just good feeling understanding of it. There was no balance. So it was a an aspect of, well, you'd better act good or else God is going to judge you. But it was just a facade. Because most of the times you would see that some would have that creed, yet would act otherwise, let's say, to people from another religion or people with another habit of living. So... There was no technical, logical understanding of it. It was simply a feel-good uh, spouting, a feel-good saying. Yet, when you understand that God is within everyone, and God doesn't judge, 
again, that's a very human way of perceiving the all, the uh, source, the universe, uh, everyone, you know? So when you kind of understand that you're deal when you're dealing with people and animals and everything, everything in total, you are dealing with that entity. You're dealing with the all, okay? That's why, in a sense, you could even connect it back to the plant and water experiments of quantum physics, okay? Uh, they were able to see that your consciousness or our consciousness, whatever we think, feel around those things will affect them. You will kill your plants way faster if you blast it with negative energy, constant news, constant gossip, and hateful speaking slash thinking, even shouting at it. But it'll become much more long-lasting if you put uh, good-feeling thoughts, good-feeling energy, pleasure, passion, uh, an amazing amount of that natural energy that we were born with. Again, we weren't born with all this division, gossip, and separation. So that's been proven. Water, plants, rice, it's been done, okay? So bring it to an extent and understand that your own thoughts will affect your body as well. How many? How much percentage of water are you, right? 80 to 90%. So you can kind of see why neurology kind of went, oh shit, negative thinking and always being angry and jaded has caused a lot of, uh, most of the time, caused cancer. <laughs> and it's like, oh fuck. So when a person kind of gets this shift, this quote unquote repentance or redemption, in a sense, just shifting their attitude it's not this high and mighty thing it's just yo you shift your attitude then oh wow that person feels better much better you know the body gets miraculously heals you know <laughs> um true that this is one of the practices not necessarily related to the yogic practice i think because there's when i look at the yogic practices and i'm going deeper into it with the autobiography of a yogi i'm noticing there's that part of that but there's also the team up aspect uh and this really fascinates me the the whole team up aspect of um, a yogi and his guru and again words terminologies don't necessarily get faced by the app the word guru it, it, there's much more to it and when you dismiss words you start to get into the experience the felt and logical experience instead of the veil that is brought by terminology when i say veil um whatever the popular meaning of a word is is a bit like a veil your interpretation of a text and an ex, uh, of someone else's experience based on what the popular definition of a word is can sometimes veil you from an actual experience, felt and logically understood experience. Just because the popular term might just not mean shit. <laughs> it might not mean the exactitude of what's being experienced. Again, remember, Different words have different terminologies based on different times and years, as well as different experiences for those words. So you can't just go into a hive mind thinking that everyone's meaning the same thing with each and every word. It's a bit trickier than that. 
And I absolutely love Abraham Hicks for the emotional journey being explained with the different and more complex dialogue, the more nuanced dialogue, as well as pausing to go, is this a bit clear? Is this a bit more felt for you? Masterful. I, I, this is why I recommend it, even to those who are not necessarily ready to understand it. And it might seem out there because, oh, channel material, woo. It's like, you know, <laughs> you'll get you'll get it. Uh, my Terry Crews approach to the people who just go, oh, this is woo. It's like, just fucking try it for an amount of time. Don't fucking waste your time with being scared. Um, <laughs> and it does get certain people to snap out of it. Snap out of the hypnosis of, oh, I can only check certain kind of material. And the rest I will forever tossed it aside when you understand that how unlimited you are you will constantly grow you will constantly learn and you process information in your mind which also includes your own thought at light speed even faster as you do it what's your excuse for not testing it out <laughs> see what i mean it's like when you kind of get that and you get into this flow of things Nothing really phases you. You'll give it a shot. You'll see if it resonates to you. And if it doesn't in the current moment, that's fine. You still got a nugget of knowledge which will expand upon the interconnection with other material that might tell you or might just uh, complete it in a, an easier way, a way that you're much more ready for. So it's kind of like you take a side quest at a place that's like, oh shit, okay, I don't get it. This dungeon, too many things, too many, it's like a maze. I, I just don't get it. So that's fine. You can back out of that dungeon. You still got certain items. You still got certain skills and techniques, and you still encountered certain monsters that will give you kind of a look at, hmm, okay, well, I'll back off. I'll go to another one that's a bit more accessible for me. And I'm like, ah, okay, so now I see some of the patterns that those monsters were using in this dungeon, but they're less, less, they're more comprehensible. And oh shit, I can use some of the stuff, some of the items that I got from that other place, some of the techniques, to this one. And I can just blaze through it. And now I see how I can just, from blazing through this one, come back to that previous dungeon and go, okay, now I get it. It, this is exactly kind of what happened to me at the beginning of this whole thing, where I looked into this whole metaphysical stuff from the Tony Robbins motivational aspect when the heart meditation was done live and I was there and I felt what was going on. I kind of went, okay, what's going on? I never felt that before. I never had any experiences like that before. And I'm wondering if that was before I got the crown chakra activation before I stubbornly went, I am not leaving this apartment during a weekend until I get to that, to Nirvana. Or yeah, I, I reached Samadhi, well, Samadhi, Nirvana terminologies, but it reached that point. And then I become more, uh, more intrigued. You know, I saw the secret. I saw all three or four versions of it. Then I saw with the bleep do we know and I connected a bit more with the scientific aspect because the metaphysical one was a bit further from me 
And also I was still burnt off from the church experience I had in childhood. The, the hypocrisy was getting me angry, quite angry. So when I went to the scientifical aspect, it became much more, it made much more sense. I started understanding how psychology worked, how, again, media didn't necessarily help. It's a half and half. There's some good stuff that you can get from media, but in most cases, it's the McDonald of thinking. So I saw how that impacted my thoughts, which then impacted my electromagnetic field. Once I understood it from that point and I did my own experiments, especially with the law of attraction, then I started to go, oh, okay, so how does it connect back to metaphysics? How has it been explained throughout history from uh, the various worlds perspective and point of view? And then I started to learn more from that than before. You know, I didn't see the Bible as a literal interpretation of history. I started understanding the multiple interpretation, including the metaphorical interpretation, but also via channeling some of the stuff that didn't necessarily make a lot of sense uh, from the King James Version now made much more sense um, on a energetical slash mood slash feeling slash vibration aspect. And then also logical, which led to the logic. So it's always this been this back and forth between logical, but felt. Logical, felt. And then felt to logical. Things became much more of a... a, 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 a my connection with the source, the all, the entity, the universe, God, became more of a buddy cop type deal than this higher than thou type stuff which has always turned me off because it never felt right and now understood why excuse me <sighs> sometimes you just gotta breathe and burp <laughs> um but yeah it became more of a buddy cop aspect a back and forth just like with conversation with god another amazing material i gotta recommend conversation with god by neil donald walsh um this aspect that channeling you can channel so many multiple entities you can get receive knowledge from multiple different entities which is why jesus said i'll be with you now and until the end of time energy is still present you can contact that energy at any point you'll see people channeling that saint germain and various other entities and you'll notice when you're channeling higher entities, it does take an, it, it's not taking amount of energy. It, it's just, uh, let's say it's like summoning a stand yet for that duration of time, your physical HP video game wise, a big chunk of it is taken by that entity for that amount of time. And there's a time limit bar for you to withstand this. Then you'll have to take a break because you'll have to rest. Um, and this process has become easier and easier and much smoother for us newer generation because of what the previous generation in the 60s and the 70s and even before that in other countries uh, around the world have done. Because as we tap into this, kind of like tapping into the Akashic Record, again, that video is on TikTok, so if you want a bit of an explanation on the Akashic Records, check out the ROMHQ uh, underscore tick, T-I-K. So just like the Akashic Records, 
as more tap into it, it energetically more are able to share without doing it physically and energetically it is facilitated for more people without their knowing it's this invisible it's like the astral realm it's this invisible this invisible game that's being played and that's still active and i again since we're all interconnected guys we're all down to them past the atom we're all vibration all interconnected all sports of god so we've always been playing co-op we have always been playing co-op okay it's just that society and civilization was still so bug hungry on competition versus competition but that is a putrid aspect of it's paltry it's weak compared to our natural co-op always the analogy that i bring if i see what you have done i have technically learned it by mimicking it within myself and true enough repetitions i'll be able to do it and then push it further and then you seeing this will have the same process okay uh another example when we shared from country to country when we shared uh practices when we shared clothing where we shared music then we created out of that from our base and it created something new which then inspired others okay uh one example that i have of the prior mentioned was basically playing castlevania portraits of ruin i wasn't able to beat the hidden boss fight with belmont with simon belmont I was underleveled, okay? Another friend of mine, he was a big Castlevania buff. I gotta thank him because that was an amazing experience. He basically tackled on this boss with one of my weakest throwable weapon, which was the pie, okay? It's an arc shot, so I don't have to get in close with the whip. I don't have any frame... Uh, recovery frames that many recovery frames and I can just keep pelting him with pies so after he retried three or four times he got it you know and we're like yes and then he's like okay now do you want to do it on your own or do you want to save the game and I'm like I'm gonna do it on my own and right after that right after I was able to do it one try because I had observed what he was doing all that time and got to a point where I had memorized the art, memorized the movement, because I played the game too. So I was able to feel how he was fighting. And at that point, it became easier to reproduce it within there. And I told him, you know, I told him, it's because I saw you playing. It's not because I'm some sort of super genius. So it was one of the multiple ways of seeing this indirect co-op. Another example would have been when I used to play competitive Street Fighter and I saw um, Jury was my main character. I saw another person that was able to cancel a very quick, frame-perfect, like 0.5 second thing of you do a fireball and then you cancel into a, an, um, your super, your ultra move. And... After enough repetition, I was able to do it, but it needed me to see that this was possible for me to do it, okay? And this is, again, part of this co-op that we're all doing. 
It's just this natural co-op. So imagine, once we leave out of this idea of constant competition, which is again, poultry, putrid, it's weak, because that's like looking the other person as a flagpole, a one-time flagpole, and then feeling good that, oh, okay, this flagpole that's in reality ever moving, infinitely moving, because you, you expand and evolve to infinity, uh, oh, yes, I have now gotten this one flagpole. Yay! Give me all the rewards and the, the glory. No, poultry. <laughs> and then again, it doesn't... It, it, the reward is not even... It, it's so small compared to how you inspire others. How you'll... You know, you'll inspire others. You'll basically... Um, how do you say even doing stuff like this like this podcast and having listened to other materials whether it be audiobooks or other podcasts okay can you see how naturally understanding what i understand now because of them i am now sharing back and other people that are listening to this and you know through the feedback that i get and the donations that i get they're grateful and they're sharing how they you know how they perceive to others from their own experience piggybacking off you know this long chain of experience so it, you know from books knowledge it's experience that you acquire then you're sharing it through your own lens and your own experiences which were generated by that can you see how it just creates a chain it's like oh i fucking love it <laughs> i love it i really do it's like when you get that, it's like, ah, wow. I can even see how some of, uh, in art, some of the people that I was inspired by, Glenn Keane, uh, Alvin Lee, people from Disney, people from comic books, uh, even television, and even graffiti, okay? I integrated some of that. And then as I do my work, other people are inspired by that, and sometimes they pick up on those moves eye-wise. You know, that's why I'm not resentful from the older training that I got, the academic training that I got from, you know, school, from college and the various tutorials that I've taken. Yet now understanding that I could have just picked it up from and some of it was picked up that way as well. I had this big ass blockage of trying to be other format because we were graded on that. That's you can sense my resentment. <laughs> It's passing off, don't worry. I'm no longer spiteful of it. It's just like, oh, that. I guess it needed to happen to see how foolish it was. I could have just picked it up free-flowingly, okay? Yes, there are certain things I get from techniques and from the, uh, the you could say, frame-by-frame -frame academic technique. Yet the fun and the free-flowing aspect, oh man, just getting into this dance of creation. That's the thing that I was looking for. That's the thing that I was seeking. That kind of got just dismantled uh, by school and academic type of learning and proceeding and being graded for each and every little thing. Ugh. It's like, who cares about my fucking process? I'll just do it. You'll get the final result. That's it. That's all. You know? And it's enjoying the process. 
The grading of each and every step was what dismantled and made it crap after a while. Because then doing client work became an aspect of, oh, now I gotta be sheetively showing each and every step and each and every blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it never got to the question. And this is where we get to the part of understanding God within, okay? What's the frill? What's the enjoyment? What brings the goosebumps? What would keep me up at three or four in the morning, constantly just playing with this? <sighs> Man. Like, just pausing on that, okay? Asking those questions. It, it, <sighs> wow. I, I see the major contrast at that point. Major. <laughs> it's funny. It really is fucking funny when I look back at that. How, how different it is. Just, um... Wow. Just pausing for, for a moment and just... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why, in a sense, and I'm clearing that off, um, there's still, at times, I'll still be a bit venomous over the school program, but not that much. Yet, and I'll have my breakdowns of compassion, as you know. Sometimes I'll break into tears because I understand the pressure that it brings to people. I understand how, especially if you add the economic pressure that's doubled down by the parental pressure in the U.S., how some people will just go into massive depression or will just straight up go into school shooting. Um, I feel that. I really feel for them. And that's why the experience of having, you know, been in one with the whole Dawson school shooting brought me an aspect of questioning why would a person do that and also what would lead to it which again years after would get me to study all of this stuff so uh, like the experience was like okay i'm grateful for it totally grateful and like it's kind of like saying to to the shooter or his soul because he took his own life it's like yo i'm grateful for the experience i would have wished to have been there to help through his torment tormented days because i feel for you know anyone that's been bullied in school uh i feel for them i understand them yet i also understand that certain people are too far gone Especially when you start um, fascination with guns and fascin and doing dark poetry about killing and then revenge. So I understand there's certain people that are too far gone. It's kind of like, uh, who was it? I think he was the guy who shot, who wanted to shoot Ronald Reagan. And he was stopped by this one moment of compassion by this old lady that just... As he was about to pull the gun, she she touched him and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, she kind of bumped into him and she had such kindness and eye that it deterred him for that one moment. 
but he still came back and I think he shot his advisor instead. So, like, but still, compassion for that. You're not born with these ideas, you're not born with this division, yet you indirectly kind of get led to that through, uh, again, media, uh, there's personal experiences uh, of division, there's lack of attention, there's lack of compassion in your surroundings, or selective compassion, that's another one I want to make more parodies on selective compassion from high and mighty churches or even high and mighty leftist group you know uh it's all the same but selective compassion can lead to bitterness and sometimes certain people just are too far gone after that so but you're not born with that and there's always the possibility of just that quick switch in the moment right so okay when ah okay so the god within that aspect of the thrill what thrill what thrill do you have when you live when you do certain activities how it's your perception in a way yeah yeah it's your perception in a way because how you perceive your activity how you perceive how you you know how you perceive your activity is what's getting you for the thrill the feeling the mood raising if you perceive it as a or if you perceive it as a chore then it's going to be long trudgery uh boring annoying disgusting you know if you perceive it as something that's just fun thrill playfulness joy uh you you enjoy each and every little nuances of it it's kind of like uh, i think i made a podcast on the yogic state the yogic perception or I added that bit to a previous episode. Well, at that point, it's just like, woo, dance, momentum. Hours could pass by, but it'll feel like a minute or even less, you know? It's, it's fucking amazing. And then guess what? As you share that, you are giving to the gods without. Uh, you know, everyone that has this, uh, our interconnected perception, right? You're giving it to the God without, in a sense, the source without. It feeds into itself, you know? It's not this aspect of having to prosternate and having to give offerings all the times and all of that. It's much more natural. And that's so, oh, oh, it's so thrilling, you know, to understand that. It's so much cool to understand that. And it's not to, to poo-poo on the old tradition. It's just to kind of understand. And... I love how Autobiography of a Yogi kind of brings brings up some of this. Even if it's early 1900s, some of it was understood. Uh, his guru, Yogananda's guru, Sri Yogeshwar, said, Hey, you don't need to go to a mountain to learn about God. You know, you don't need to pray to a mountain to learn about God. <laughs> um, of course, his guru is teaching him directly. But understanding this, it's like, you don't need to put such a high importance on ceremonies or on locations. It doesn't mean to disrespect them. It doesn't mean to shy away from them, though. But it doesn't mean that you have to go out of your way and venerate them more than just everything around you. It kind of brings you into a much more casual state of communion with the all 
than a state of constant need of veneration of higher than Tao type of deal. It's very, again, I love this because we are this bu pocket bubble of generation that's having this interconnection that is sharing material and that's having these new understandings in that way, which kind of breaks away from the dogmatic aspects of the old, whether it be science or whether it be religion, we're kind of understanding the interconnection between all of it. So, woo, fun shit, really fun shit, you know? It, there's a reason why we're breaking away from media and the prior institution is because when you understand how evolution is inevitable evolution is going to the nature of our source energy of god which is constant constant expansion constant growth and you just understand that with your capacity of processing true information at light speed okay you are able to then grow at such a rate, practically an infinite rate, at such a high speed. Thus, what's the point of having dogmas as blockers? What's the point of having the one source, one way, one method as a blocker? It doesn't make sense, right? And also, when you logically get that, then you kind of get to a point where, oh, okay, so once we share and we get into this aspect that i am sharing with another part of god which is another part of myself which is why some would say everyone is you pushed out because everyone has a spark of god and we're all born the same way no words no definitions thus no division no knowledge of division yes we have attachment to our parents and recognition of that yet we are not divided from everything in a logical method as well as an emotional method so once you understand that and you're like okay well i'm sharing with another me another part of i because i could have been born in this person's uh place and time and would have had a similar journey you, you kind of get the, the 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 drift i call it the drift but the gist of this so then through that sharing we both grow and we both expand much faster than if we were to argue and debate who was right quote unquote right again divisive terms see what i mean it's like fuck oh this is such a thrill such a fucking thrill to get to understand and of course I personally have to practice this understanding day after day after my so uh, years of so of practicing and ingesting the opposite. This is why I go on this massive mental dias, uh, diet as much as I can. No more TV series, no more movies to a certain degree, um, unless I can pick up some hidden meanings from them. No more video games. You know, because if it's something that's really highly narrative, nope, nope, nope. Because as I previously said, we as consciousness dive into those characters as we experience those TV shows, those TV series, those movies and those video games. So we act out as them. We talk as them because 
and, and that, this goes back to the explanation I, I brought about consciousness. Again, my grain of salt in this ocean, yet because your consciousness and whatever you perceive in the moment, in this now, you create because you created this moment. You actively selected to click on this audio, thus you created this moment. And as you are hearing my voice and perceiving what I say from your base of under your knowledge base of words, definitions, which forms your perception of what I am telling to you, you are creating an interpretation of what I am telling you to to the uh, what you got. You know what I mean? It's not like saying it has to be 100% accurate. Of course not. And besides, that wouldn't work because you'd have to be in my mind. I'm just doing my best to accurately try to express the emotional and logical uh, definitions that I have of it. You know? I'm doing my best. You're doing your best. So, But you are creating through your perception. And thus, you are creating this moment and your further base of knowledge and understanding through this cooperation that we are having. So, you're the one creating this. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, you see how language gets so tricky when you, we start to get into this, right? It's a thrill to understand this knowledge and this logical understanding because it's like, oh, you're in control of this. You could just go... All right, stop, pause, fuck it. I don't want to listen to this. You know, you could leave it at any point. You would be creating another moment. You could create another interpretation of it based on, let's say, having learned different kind of words and terminologies. So it is all smooth. There was never the one and done mentality. You see what I mean? At the end of the day, the sharing is an aspect to get further towards unity. And having a deeper understanding of oneself and its relationship to others. So, it, it, again, there's no one and done. It, it, that's why I always say grain of my grain of salt in the ocean or my droplet in the ocean. Because, hey, this could be de passe or out of date in a couple of days as I pick up further knowledge. Yet, there's no stiffness about it because we're ever growing, ever evolving. You kind of get how fluid this game is and how free-flowing it is and how openly, honestly, like, nonchalant it is. And it always is. <sighs> That's why it's a fucking thrill. But, yeah, you are creating this moment. So, as consciousness, diving into media, movies, like, again, my example, I went into, watched the first episode of Mr. Roboto and I'm like, nope! Nope! <laughs> first First, uh, actually, what was it? First eight to ten minutes. And I'm like, nope. Because then I would be creating various moments with these characters that are very fickle. That are very one-sided, one-minded, judgy. And I'm like, nope. I don't want to create that. I don't want to perpetuate that. I don't want that in my consciousness, in my mind. I don't want it in my subconscious. Because I don't want to talk like that. I don't want to perceive like that. You know, and I understand there's various topics and various interesting subjects in there, but I'm like, nah, I ran that gauntlet for an amount of years of this very, uh, this, 
I call it lovingly and cheekfully, this McDonald, this media McDonald way of thinking and interacting and talking. And I'm like, no, nah, I prefer this. No, nah. <laughs> you know, it's my preference. I'm not going to impose my preference on media uh, writers, on movie writers and video game writers. Of course not, because that was a programmed habit from before. <laughs> And I saw how miserable it made me and other people. So I'm like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> you guys remember. Some of you remember some of my old posts. You remember some of my old YouTube. I leave it there because I'm like, I do not shy away from that prior state. I don't. It was a growth experience. I was around those groups. I was getting massive views from that too. More than now. And it's like... Yeah, but that was the trend back at those times. <laughs> it was alluring. <laughs> and again, that even that even piggybacks off uh, my initial home environment. You know, my mom still into massive amount of gossips. When I call her, she's often in another call. And it's like, yeah, I'll call you back. And it's like, ah, you're into gossip, are you? Oh, and it happens. I, I give her that compassion and forgiveness for that. I still work on meditating on seeing her change because I understand that this is what's bringing her a lot of physical pain too. Unbeknownst to her. But hey, I don't try to push what I know onto her. I just try to have a, a positive influence on her. And she kind of noticed it. Once the new cat, they because they got a new cat, the old one was... Uh, eight, 17 to 18 and I'm like oh how did you survive with my mom for that long <laughs> how did you survive with her for that long uh, uh, I love that uh, that previous cat too we had great experiences but the new one is a bit of a wild one you know he'll come in in for food but then he'll just leave you afterward yet with me he'll just stay there get pet get on its side, do the little nibbling thing, which my mom doesn't necessarily like, but I'm like, yo, I'll take it. It's just a little nibbling. I get your claws. You're not trying to scratch me. That's cool. I, I, I let it nibble, and it's just so loving, loving the experience. I even scratch his stomach, and it's like it starts the nibbling, you know, the quick bite into nibbling, and I'm like, I'll take it. That's cool. And, and it's just oh, so much love, and she's like, wow, that's the first time I saw a cat do this. I saw this cat do this, and I'm like, energy. I'm not fucking around. <laughs> uh, energy, you know? Of course, I would not advise for everyone to try that with all animals. I've had this one dog that was with a homeless... Uh, well, he goes into... Uh, would you say youth refugee camps, in a sense? No, that's not the terminology. Uh, because refuge in French is a, um, it's not a refugee home. It's like a home for, for teens that are on the streets. So it's a different vibe. Okay, but that dude had a dog. And that dog kept barking at me at times. And I'm like, okay, let's try to pet him. Maybe a direct experience might just change that. Yet... In an instant, I had the um, the warning sign of just back your hand away. And my hand was in the mitten. So the dog straight up bit the top of the mitten, but didn't bit my hand. And I'm like, huh, interesting. Okay. 
<laughs> you know, it, it, so it is an aspect of uh, you'll feel, you'll have intuition, and I love the the intuition game that happened there. Fucking love it. Uh, you'll feel the intuition game, but don't push. It's like saying don't push your luck. No, not a good terminology. Don't push it. Don't go to an extreme. Balance it. Okay. I've also had other dogs that were amazingly and super friendly to me to a point where they would just stick next to me, put the paw out because they're like, yo, I want your pet. And they just pet me. There was this one near a church that basically uh, is just an onlooker, has two different colors of eyes. Love that dog. I'll have to take a picture next time. Or if my camera gets, if I get a better camera, I'll see if I can post it on the blog. Uh, that dog just kind of comes in, at times looking for food, but oftentimes just loves to get petted. And at one point, when I just turned away, it placed its paw on my shoulder and just started licking my face. And it was like, ah, oh, you fucking rock. And just kept getting petted after that. And then went along its way, you know, nonchalantly. Just an exchange of unconditional love was happening there. And... Um, it reminds me of another one. When I used to live in another corner of town, this dog would see me from the, like, another street corner far away and would just jump. And its owner was like, you're the only one to which it does that. This dog just loves me. It just jumps up and just wants to see me and it just pulls its owner. And I want to visit it after winter. Um, because who knows? Potential past life. Who the fuck knows? You know? Um, I do not doubt anymore. But as I say, I don't take as absolutes. And uh, so, yeah. Like, pl getting into this energy work. Whew, wow. It changed my life so much. And whatever's happening right now with this whole Coco 19... Which is where I obviously now date this podcast. That's right. This is happening during the Coco 19. <laughs> Whatever service happening, whatever little power plays happening between governments, um, there's the inevitability of unity energy coming up. So I don't fear. I know the inevitable is coming. That those PPLP petty people losing power are basically at their last straw which is why they're bringing all those extremes illogical extremes which are every time pushed even further and further into the absurd you know absurd extremities more and more is getting discovered and more and more unity is formed so they're causing their own they're rapidly or accelerating their own downfall and it can be felt and of course there's that bit of compassion, understanding again, you're not born with this, but when you're born in a family that will dwell into those dark arts, that will dwell into that elitism, you're done. You don't have a childhood. You don't have an aspect of compassion. You're, you're done. So, you know, I can feel that compassion for them on that end. Yet, that doesn't mean to condone them, and that doesn't mean that it's not funny to see their downfall. And yet I'm not relishing in it and going, yes, yes, you die, yes. No, that would be falling into their midst of energy. So, 
I love this. Balance is really fun. And this pocket bubble of generation and future generations are going to enjoy such a transformative experience. It is going to be le fun. <laughs> so, alright guys, enough of this interconnection about God and how we're all connected. This was an amazing, very amazing set of discoveries and revelations. And yeah, let's keep playing free-flowingly with this. Let's keep being lax and loose. Oops, sorry for that. More burping. Haven't really breathed. <laughs> I've been doing fast breathing, as you've noticed. But um, let's keep being fast and loose about this. Let's be in much more of an aspect of compassion and unity. Live and let live. Be compassionate towards yourself and everyone else. Because again, same energy, right? <laughs> and don't force yourself to discover more. Be playful about it. Follow your intuition about it. And balance yourself when it's time. There's no one and done way. There's no one and done method. There's no one and done path. It's all your own individual balance. So the whole comparison aspect and the hive mind mentality that we were kind of forced to guzzle up with school system, gone. Never worked, never made sense. Especially grading you for something that's supposed to be fun, learning, growing, you know? Never worked. So enjoy your inner shift and enjoy what you attract with that inner shift. Because, I tell you, life becomes much more beautiful. It's a progression, and you'll feel at times, kind of like what Abraham, Six, uh, Abraham Hicks says, that all hell's breaking loose. But that's mostly because you're becoming more and more conscious of your thoughts, and you're actively making a stand to change your unconscious, your not paid attention to, your... Uh, automatic pilot and then you start being more conscious about the synchronicities that happen when you do that and this is where oh, just like the music synchronicity is just so much fun <laughs> but yeah like that stuff like that stuff like chance encounters stuff like chance meetings stuff like chance careers happenings chance offers chance relationships no longer chance it's become synchronicity you're like oh wow you know you're able to pull the string back to it it becomes so much more fun and what you're putting out there becomes so much more fun as well so yo play with that play with that okay have fun with this and also play it like a game or like a movie but please, please, no more divisive type movie. You'll you'll find your own unique method. All right. <laughs> Have fun with this. Channeling bits is brought to you by Bandai. <laughs> no man, no sponsors. I kind of wanted to play around. And uh, thank you guys for the comments. Thank you guys for the discussions. 
thank you guys for the donations as well. It's been really fun, like growing this database of knowledge, growing this back and forth, growing this community. Uh, the people on the ROM HQ on Facebook, as well as Spiritual World Warrior slash Channel Extra Stage Comic on YouTube. Thank you again for the comments. Uh, the ROM HQ dash or underscore tick on TikTok has been really like, I love the back and forth discussions as well as the questions. It's always lovely to make video answers to those questions. So guys, thank you. And let's keep playing with this, okay? Because we're all playing co-op. So sponsored by you. <laughs> thank you for listening and playing because you're playing this game of lives. All of us together. So, thank you. Let's kick some asses. In a passive way. <laughs>